When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Our friend Paula Boyer Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies uh, is joining us today on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is joining us to talk about his impressions of the actual awards that were given out at the Oscars yesterday. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hello. Great to be here post-Oscars. Good to have you. We are so happy to have you. When we talked to you on Friday, you gave us all of your predictions, and I know that Oscar, Oscar time is a big time for you. Yes, it is. There's a lot of props, a lot of analysis. And were you satisfied with the awards, or were there some upsets or things you didn't quite predict? There are certainly some upsets, some things that I did not predict. My predictions were pretty low this year. I was 16 for 23, and normally I'm like 20 or 21 in any given year. So. What's interesting, interesting, and it's the only because I have something to compare to, and I I need to check with him, but my partner also seemed to not do very well last night. He was equally, like, confused as to why certain things were winning. What was maybe one of the biggest shockers for you last night? One of my earliest biggest shockers, I'm going to pivot to the best original song category, because in my mind, I think a lot of people thought that this was really going to come down to either Diane Warren, because this was her 12th nomination for the song EOC from the Life Ad, or fan favorite Leslie Odom Jr., who's also nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his song, Speak Now, from One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. Neither of the two of them won, and it went to her for her song, Fight For You, from Judas and the Black Messiah. That was one of two awards that Judas won. And we are really seeing, like, Seven of the eight Best Picture nominees all took home something. You know, Nomadland won three awards, and that was the biggest winner of the night because the awards were so kind of evenly dispersed. Judas won two, Sound of Metal won two, Mank won two, The Father won two, The Trial of the Trial of Seven went home empty-handed. You know, so a lot of very spread-even awards, which is great in a way, but no real sweeps. I wonder if I mean, and I don't know. I, I I guess how do we how do we really know? But I'm curious if you have any ideas of why there were so many surprises. That's a you know I've been thinking about that very concept. I think of this really in terms of especially best actor going to Anthony Hopkins and Frances McDormand going to um, the winning best actress is that, you know, the Oscars are dealing with this diversity issue that they've been doing every year, and they're working on it, for sure, because more and more nominees, more and more people are being added to the Academy every year, more and more international members are being added. So they're working on it, and I kind of still wonder, too, if there is some internal backlash against streaming services. You know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom only won two craft awards, and many people thought that Chadwick Boseman was going to win last night. Right. Same with either Viola Davis. 
And maybe there's some backlash show with it being a Netflix movie where the father was only in theaters. Minari, Yu Zhang Yan, who won Best Supporting Actress, that was only in theaters. Daniel Kaluuya and Judas was in theaters, but also on HBO Max. Mm. Nomadland was in theaters, also on Hulu. So I'm still kind of thinking maybe there's some Netflix backlash. That's um, interesting. In there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the Oscar telecast really banged hard on Chadwick winning and to kind of close the night out on that really sentimental win. And then that didn't happen. Anthony Hopkins won, and he was already fast asleep in Wales. Well, I was going to say, is is that why things got switched up at the end? Well, I think that they, I think that they purposely like did a different order just to do something differently, and they think they wanted to end on this really emotional moment with Chadwick Boseman's wife taking the stage and kind of ending the night on him and Alexi that he brought to film, and then it, that didn't happen because Anthony won, and I think people just didn't expect that. So it kind of went on a whimper because then Joaquin's like, Anthony's not here to accept. Okay, bye everyone, have a good night. <laughs> You know, like, it, it was such a lackluster ending that it, I guess it shows that people didn't really don't know who the winners are until the envelope is, mm-hmm. is opened. I mean, you know, I, I guess that if there's anything that kind of is a positive about that is that you realize they really don't know <laughs> in order to, right. to plan the telecast around it. I will also say, like Anthony Hopkins, I was sound asleep when that happened. <laughs> You know, we all have our bedtimes. I was a little stretched myself last night for bedtime. But, um, yeah, you know, I we, it, we in our household, we were talking about how it really would have been great if all four of the acting winners would have been people of color. So, you know, Daniel Kaluuya won, Yu Zhang Yan won. So it would have been great if Chadwick and Viola would have won that as well to really show how important these stories are to so many people. And Nomadland's a great movie. I'm glad that won Best Picture. I'm glad Chloe Zhao is the second woman ever to win Best Director. Like, I'm so happy for her. Mm-hmm. Frances now has four Oscars to her name, three acting Oscars. She's also a producer on Nomadland, so she took that home as well. Love seeing Emerald Fennell win Best Original Screenplay for Promising Young Woman. Little surprise that Mank went home for best cinematography. I thought that Nomadland had that in the bag as well. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like Mank was one of those movies that um they had all the great hopes for, but it just didn't really when it happened, it ended up not being what people had hoped. Right. You know, the Academy loves movies about movies, which is I think why it was the top nominated film this year. But as I was talking to other friends, other people that I know that saw Mank, they were always they everyone was so like mediocre on Mank. So I kinda can see how that maybe played out as well if other people didn't get into it. And I'm hoping that the wins for Sound of Metal really promote that movie too. I love Sound of Metal and I'm so moved by that and I know that other people have seen it have really loved it too. So hopefully people are kind of maybe catching up on some of these films after the fact, whether it is Ma Rainey or Sound of Metal or Judas and the Black Messiah. There's just so much you can learn from those films. Hey Paul, what was like a movie, whether it was one of the shorts or one of the foreign films, what's a movie that people maybe didn't get a chance that probably didn't know much about that you really just want them to go out and see yeah so i would add sound metal to that i would also there's a documentary that was nominated called time it's on amazon prime and it's a wonderful movie about you know this man that was arrested and spent decades in prison for a really simple robbery and how his um his wife spent that time raising their six kids and fighting for his release from jail 
It's a really wonderful documentary. I'm surprised that that didn't win over My Octopus Teacher, to be quite honest, because there was a lot of buzz for Time. So if people are just looking, if they want to get into documentaries, watch Time on Amazon Prime. It, it's a it's a really good movie. Can we quickly, or Minari. Can yeah. we quickly talk about My Octopus Teacher? Because I've never heard of that. <laughs> and suddenly, I'm you know, when they finally did get around to playing some clips of the of the movies... Uh, right. I thought, my gosh, that looks so great. Did you get to see that, Paul? I missed out on that one. I didn't get a chance to watch every nominated film this year, and I missed out on that. And I heard some people like kind of got into it, and some people thought, what was that dumb movie? <laughs> so I didn't take the time to see it. When it popped, when that clip popped up, we were all kind of like wincing in our seats about this guy getting that close to an octopus. Like that was like, <laughs> oh, you know, if you have <laughs> underwater phobias. Maybe that would come into play, uh, but maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's such a I will of say, odd concept. I will say, Jamie said he was like blown away at how, like, he was like, I had no idea. He was like, I, it's, I learned so much. So he, it's, you know, found it fascinating. The power of the documentary to, you know, get people to see and hear different stories like that. Yeah, you know, it's such a. I, it's kind of what I love about the Oscars. I mean, there's a lot of flack. There's lots of room for improvement. But it gets people to see stories that might be outside their comfort zone. And I think that that is really the best thing that can come of this. If people can see movies like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or Judas and the Black Messiah, know those stories or what they're about, I think that really is something to be celebrated. Paul, uh, it, it, you know, uh, just final final question before we let you go. What is your gut reaction to the actual telecast itself? Listen, here's an unpopular opinion. I actually like the telecast. I thought that it felt down to earth. I felt like it was a community of artists coming together. It felt more relatable with all of them kind of just gathered together, much like we see with the Golden Globes. I didn't mind them trimming the fat. Like, no montages... There was only one comedy bit that I didn't think was great, but I liked it last night. I thought it was a refreshing twist. Keep Best Picture at the end. They learn from that. We do need a host. I thought Regina King was a great way to kick off the beginning. Mm-hmm. Love Tyler Perry's speech. I think that there was a lot of really good things with last night's telecast that was different and that they could do again, hopefully, in the future. Thank you very much, Paul McGuire Grimes, for that uplifting opinion on the uh, podcast. <laughs> Honestly, because I've been so down on it, but then I hear you say that, and I'm like, well, maybe there were some re- redeeming qualities. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but yeah. there were redeeming qualities. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. We'll check Thanks in with you again me. on Friday Thank to you, see Paul. what we should stream this weekend. Have a great yeah. rest of your day. You too. Um, I will just say also, Paul had a lovely charcuterie platter. He sent me a picture oh, of it. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so it's not just cheese and crackers. It was a whole... It's just charcuterie. It's just cheese and crackers. No, it, there was more than that. It was beautiful. When we come back on the Colleen... Cheese and, and crackers. Nope, it's not. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about Zac Efron. And you may think we're yes, going to talk we about do. his face. And don't worry, we'll get to it but we also want to talk about his publicationship but also his face when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 oh, my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer oh, i got a second or two whoops hey uh and uh, we got to talk about zach efron now i know you guys think we're going to talk about his face and Colleen, I know you want to talk about his face, so we'll get to... one little thing to say about it, and I'll wait. Um, But I'm all... Look, I know everyone wants to talk about his face, but we have to talk about the lies around the end of his... And I'm sorry. 
Mm. Had to cough. Get it out. Get it out. <sighs> I know everyone wants to talk about his face, but I'd rather talk about the lies around the end of his mm. publicationship. And I would also... The lies coming out of his face. Li- yeah, exactly. To me, the lies out of his face are more interesting. Mm. So um, I, I was over at Us Weekly, and there was an exclusive... Why Zac Efron wasn't ready to get serious with Vanessa Valadares during Whirlwind Romance. Maybe because they were never in love. Maybe because he knows that we are his true love. But actually, they had a different story. Oh, um, okay. yeah, not ready weird. to settle down. You know, Zac Efron split from his girlfriend, Vanessa Valadares, after 10 months, Colleen, partly because their schedules just no longer aligned. Okay. First of mm. all, that's B to the S. Yep, let me continue, and then okay. I think you'll okay. you'll walk down the same I'll road. bite my tongue right now. Please do. Zach is about to start a busy year. Now, I mean, I'm an insider who allegedly knows things. Mm, mm-hmm. Zach is about to start a busy year of filming and wanted to make a clean break now. You know, the couple were living together near Byron Bay, but Zach Efron was paying for that house. Go with me. So, like, he's scheduled to leave Australia. Now I'm getting, like, Valley Girl. Uh, He's scheduled to leave Australia and go to Canada in May to work on Firestarter, which Mm -hmm. we know, right? We know about that, yeah. Um, Apparently, he's also going to be alongside Anne Hathaway. She's going to be in that movie. I didn't know that. Um, For two months, which would leave Valadaris in the home alone. So, according to the source, Efron's intense filming schedule would mean that he's paying for a house he's not even living in. Which wasn't going to work for him right now. Okay, there's so much going on there. Okay, that is just lies. Could you please tell us why? Well, I have a bunch of thoughts about it. But number one, like it, that story paints him out to be like a super D-bag. Yeah, I'm ending our relationship because I don't want to pay for your house. Right? That doesn't make... Well, it's just dumb. But- it's rude and dumb. Yeah. Also, it kind of makes it sound like maybe he's not doing so hot financially. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, because anyway. Also, too, there's okay. I I have three. I had three beefs with this. That was one of them. I have two more beefs. Would you like to hear my other two beefs? Preferably. Okay. So my second beef is the idea that their schedules didn't line up. Um, she didn't have a schedule. She didn't have a schedule. She was schedule free. Yeah. Um, because because she was at his side constantly. Yeah, and like she left her Waitron job so that she could travel with him. And also she's an Instagram influencer. And one thing I know about Instagram is you can take pictures wherever. Yeah, she's very much a gal on the go. Okay, so that's my second Also, the rumor is that she is his sober coach, which means she works for him, which means she's an employee, which means she's she's on the payroll. Her schedule is him. Exactly. His schedule is her schedule. Okay, here's my third beef. Are you ready? Where's the beef? Right here. Ooh, I smell it. Who ever in the world is like you know i've got some jobs to do coming up here so i'm just gonna break i'm gonna make a clean break on this relationship that's not a thing that's just not a thing zach does not do that and if it is a thing that's an excuse (laughs) for something else it means i don't it's not you it's me right um the, the source goes on, and it just paints Zach to be, like, a horrible person. Zach is secretly relieved about this turn of events, as he feels she would be a total distraction to him during the filming of this intense drama. 
gosh. This makes him seem like such a diva. Oh, my word. Um, you know, look, Zach's friends pointed out that he was getting in too deep and spending too much time with Vanessa. So, you know, they've only been together for like a hot second. He should really just dial that back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Did Kyle Sandylands talk to them? Well, it's interesting that you say that because the Us Weekly article then goes on to say, Efron's friend... Kyle Sandilands no. also commented on the relationship. Um, and it just says that he confirmed it at the end of the breakup um, or the end of the relationship. So to me, like this is just a bunch of hot metal lies and trash. Now here's the truth. So it's hard. There's layers, right? It's like because a, it's like an onion, because what does this mean then? What are we to believe? What are we to assume? And all we can assume is that, He's in a publicationship with her. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they would like to milk that publicationship right now. Zombie. Now, they say that it ends. Okay, fine. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I was born at night, not last night. It could go on for much longer, mm-hmm. as we've seen with other publicationships. J-Rod. Etc. Hake. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Brooks Lake, Julian Huff. Like, they can still milk the the publicity out of this publicationship, whether they are. All of that is to say, it doesn't matter what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't get to his face. Hurry. Oh, I'll say it really quick. I just wish that he would have called us when we asked him to call him so we could tell him how beautiful he really is. And then maybe he wouldn't have ever touched his face. Yeah, don't all. touch your face. You don't need to touch your face. That thing was beautiful. beautiful. It was really well put together. So beautiful. It's so true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people. Really dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state that looks like a... Schwanzengruber. And sometimes other places. Like where? Well... All over the place. What? Mm-hmm. Everywhere? Yes. Uh, the world. Okay. Um, but I can tell you at least one of these things happened in Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee. Tennessee. Now, you've been married, right? I am. Holly, presently. not you yet, right? Mm-mm. No, me neither. Um, but we've heard of these things called weddings. Have we not? Yes. Yes. I it, had yeah. one. And a um, few? I've been to a wedding before. Have you? Yeah. Well, you can mm-hmm. tell me about that later. Um, <laughs> cool story. What usually happens at these things? Um, people get married. Yeah, but like that's usually a minor uh, piece of the experience. Okay, usually, so usually like a service of union. Or there might be a relative who drinks too much and dances <laughs> to YMCA without their pants on. That's true. Or <laughs> that with their pants on. always happens. But without a shirt. Um, but what I've also noticed is that it's just an opportunity to make sure you get everything on your wish list oh, at yeah. Target or wherever you did your registry, Bed, right? And like there's a lot of gifts. Crate That's my barrel, point. Pottery you get, barn. You bring 
Thank you. Did you want to list all of the retail mm. establishments? I think I, p- p- these days people will register right there on Amazon. I mean, it's McDonald's. really nice and convenient. You can, can you register do fast McDonald's? food. Wouldn't you be should lo- be able to. Be I would do Culver's, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the story at hand. Uh, so people bring gifts. Yes, that's, that's true. That's common occurrence. Mm-hmm. And um, do you open the gifts like in front of everyone? No, you have a gift opening the next day. Okay. Typically, that's part of the tradition. Right. Also, too, I would just like to put a plug in, and I'm sure this will help with your crazy, stupid idiot. You know, really, I think the couple appreciates it if you send the gift instead, because then that's one less thing for them to have to worry about oh, loading sure. into a car and bringing home. Well, I want to tell you about a lady, a lady who got caught doing something that will change your life forever. Mm. Yep. Now, it, star- it starts anyway, or the, the experience I'm going to share with you it involves newlyweds Madison and John Sakarichik. Congratulations to the happy couple. I hope they're happy. They said, I do, in front of guests. And that's when a mystery woman said, I do too. Mm. What? She married them? No. No, she said, I do to something else that was going on beyond the wedding itself, but at the wedding. She said, I do to helping herself to the wedding gifts. So she said, don't mind if I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey! And apparently this couple is not alone. In uh, in fact, those are the words that I was choosing to use. Mm-hmm. Couldn't remember them. <laughs> Five other couples had the same experience. She just shows up at weddings. With the same and- woman! And takes their gifts? The same woman targets newlyweds. Rude! And steals their hard-earned gifts. They're not really that hard-earned, although it probably costs them a lot to get them in return. It's a long story. Uh, we don't have to talk about the importance of this that This is now. why, when I was a kid, I was asked to be a gift table attendant at my parents, uh, my mom's cousin's wedding. Does that mean just like you're keeping eyeballs on I was the like table the so no one steals it? I was like eight. And at the time, the I remember thinking, like, that's not a real, that's not a real job. I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's a it's a good idea to have one. Bad idea for it to be an 8-year-old child. Did you open one of the presents? To no, see but I inside? watched those things like a hawk. I did not get to participate in the dance or have the cake because I was taking my post very oh. seriously. Well, that's a shame. And Thanks. luckily I'm sure you made up for that with all the other weddings you went to and they better have had cake. I've had cake since. Yes, I'm thank you. not here to discuss that, but what I am here to discuss mm. Is that Lee and Anna Perez Todd? Remember, I said Tennessee. Yeah, they were in Alabama. Oh, she traveled for this occasion. This woman, they noticed that many of their cards were missing, so they asked the church for its surveillance footage. Mm. I mean, how sad is it that you need to have surveillance footage at a church on your cards? They, they pulled the footage and sent uh, the couple a screenshot, and were like, "Do you know who this is?" And she's like, "No," and they saw the woman in question. Going through the rest of the church, prowling around, looking for purses and wallets. Mm -mm, She went mm -mm. into different ready rooms and was ready to steal. Mm -hmm. She took stuff from people's purses and wallets. So she went through their coats. Oh my gosh. Rude. Um, They were blown away when they heard that this woman has also done the same thing in other states. Madison and Drew Rush in Tennessee. Oh my gosh. That is ballsy. This woman is her job. To yeah, go I mean, steal stuff from weddings. I'm just saying, 
those envelopes in the card pile contain treasures. Well, I just also she knows I feel like it. every family's treasures got somebody money. that's a money. little sticky. You know, their fingers are sticky. So just like I would create a situation where that couldn't happen. I don't know, right? Like one would think have an attendant watching the coats. Or like have, have a an eight-year-old playing bouncer. Yeah, child labor laws be damned. Right, they're not getting paid. It's a volunteer position. Anyway, they have not. Um, they have not been able to find this woman, and are currently um, hunting her down with the long arm of the law. Mm. Well, may they find her mm-hmm. and uh, have their way with her. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. That's not a thing. We that don't do escalated that. quickly. Suddenly, you're on a different journey than we are. Throw the book at her. That's okay. what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, book is it, though? I don't know. It depends. You got You can ask. Which which book would you like? God, I would pick a real mm-hmm. little tiny a pulp pamphlet. fiction novel. <laughs> Soft right. cover. Um, for our next story, we are going to New Hampshire. Okay, never been. Uh, we you might not want to go after I tell you this story. Okay. Uh, this happened in uh, a couple different towns in southern New Hampshire. On Tuesday night, imagine you are sitting on your couch watching, um, probably This Is Us, maybe a rerun of uh, Hometown, which is what I would be doing. And all of a sudden, your entire house shakes and it's like, cow, cow, And you're, what the heck? Well, I'm just, you know, big explosion sound. And like everything rattles. And maybe some of your beautiful family photographs that you've hung with care on your gas explosion what's going on right you think that's probably what happened Mm -mm. it was not a gas explosion Mm -mm. do you know what it was a gender reveal stop it with the dumb gender reveals Uh, Um, it shook a gender reveal explosion yes two towns it was earth-shaking, said na- a neighbor on Dory Road. Wow. Uh, Sarah Taglieri and her husband, Matt, live in a home that abuts the Torremeo Quarry, which is where this explosion took place. They said they heard a god-awful blast, and it knocked pictures off their wall. Uh, apparently, they and others in the area called 911 and waited for the police to show up in the meantime, social media was having conversations about this, and they were like, did anybody, because you know, next door. Oh, God. Did mm. anybody feel that explosion? That what mess. was that? Yeah. Well, apparently... I think aliens have landed. The Kingston police were able to confirm that it was indeed a gender reveal using explosives in this quarry. Stop. I can't, because they didn't. <sighs> uh, authorities are still investigating, but they believe that the people used... Um, a particular type of legal explosive called Tannerite. And they had uh, permission to be on this quarry's pop property to do this gender Okay, reveal. so it was legal. It was just really uncomfortable. Dumb. Well, yeah, but not only uncomfortable, apparently some of the neighboring homes had their foundations cracked. Oh, my God. Well, they this... better sue this, these people. Thank Did they you. ever talk to the people? Uh, police are uh, currently investigating. However, they are able to confirm it's a boy. God. Wow. Are you sure? Uh, that's what they say. Police oh. say they've seen the gender reveal video and confirm it's a it's boy. It's a boy. I don't. When did this? Somebody's going to do the podcast series that takes us into the origin of gender reveal parties and how they somehow have. 
I don't know. It's kind of like the birth of a superhero. Like, you know that there's some nuclear waste involved that, like, melted something down that created this mutant form of, like, a simple thing people used to do where they're like, oh, look at my pink cake. It's a girl. And then they're like, I need to get 60 tons of TNT. My name is Gendor, and I will be revealing all. (laughs) Gendor. Is my new favorite revealing superhero. All. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear the story of my gender reveal party? It happened in the delivery room. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I don't know. If we and do the right child now. gender revealed their own gender, and we all said yay. And nobody's foundations were cracked as a result. I got, I was a little it's worse just, for again, wear, but everybody else seemed happy. It's, it's testosterone <laughs> ruining it yay. for everyone. <laughs> Yet mean, again. Come on. Uh, do you, we have time for one more? No, okay, don't. fine. When we come back. <laughs> I am Jandor. <laughs> now, Holly, I would like you to write that graphic novel, please. Yes, In please. the break. Please. I'll work on it. Okay, okay. good. You got a couple minutes here. When we come back, we're going to play a game. That game is called The Throwback Live. <laughs> At 2.45, My Talk 107.1. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.